Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth, host of the Get Well Soon podcast series and creator of the Get Well Soon coaching program, helping people heal themselves of chronic illness and persistent symptoms with food and the power of the mind. As a celebrity nutritional chef and a holistic psychologist with nearly two decades of experience, I'm so excited to bring you some of the most seasoned professionals in the arena of health and wellness. So please share this podcast with anyone that you think might benefit I have interviews with some of the top names in wellness, like celebrity nutritionist J.J. Bergen on traumatic brain injuries and Chris Wark from Crispy Cancer on uh, what everyone needs to know about cancer and so much more. So please just take a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes. And for anyone who leaves a review this month, you'll be entered into a drawing for a free 20-minute Get Well Soon session with me, plus a downloadable copy of my acclaimed cookbook, Done With Dairy, Giving Up Gluten, 14 Days to a Delicious and Healthy You. So please just take a minute or two and help us get the message of today's show out to the many listeners as possible. So today, I am super excited to introduce you to my favorite periscoper and digestion experts. (laughs) So I began watching this fantastic woman on Periscope the day that I downloaded the app several months ago, and I've not stopped watching this brilliant, funny, easily understood doctor who gives incredible content that you can apply to your life immediately. And I think her work just needs to be heard everywhere. So uh, Dr. Christine Kasmar is my guest today. She is a Loomis Digestive Health Specialist, Loomis International Health Specialist, and Family Chiropractor. Dr. Christine has built her successful practice around helping people regain their freedom from the crappiest, yes, crappiest, I like it when you say that on your <laughs> periscopes, health conditions like Crohn's, colitis, IBS, constipation, et cetera. So Dr. Christine states, I am not at all interested in throwing medications at symptoms. Rather, I recognize the importance of finding the source of stress and removing it without the use of drugs. So in that arena, you and I are completely aligned. (laughs) um, She is also the CEO of Omega Digestion, a whole plant-based enzyme supplement company and co-founder of Healthy Surrender, an online-based wellness community, teaching people the basic principles to living their most abundant life. Her podcast is Smart Digestion Radio and uh, check out her live video streams on Periscope. They're fantastic guys, really. She gives, she'll have like her her dry erase board and she'll write down points for you to, to understand and know. And it's, it's great. I really enjoy them. Um, uh, so anyways, yeah. So check out her on Periscope and her gut check show. That was it. Her gut check show, which you may find in the show notes. So welcome to the show, Dr. Christine Kasmar. Oh my gosh, Dr. Maggie, you're the best. That was so sweet. I really, to say that I'm your favorite periscoper, is that for reals? It's for real. I swear to God, I'll be with friends. I'll be in a car somewhere and I'll be like, Dr. Christine's on, you know, That's and they'll so have funny. to listen. I know. I, every time I see you pop onto my scope, I just get so happy inside because we are aligned. Like I, I've watched so many of your shows. I love your message. I love everything that you're telling your people. You're so easy to understand as well. I mean, like it's just, it's just perfect. I'm so glad to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Yay. 
Yay. Thanks for being here. Now, today we are going to talk about leaky gut syndrome. So, because um, I get asked about leaky gut a lot in my, my private group and, you know, just out in audience when I, audiences when I'm teaching a Whole Foods. And personally, I was diagnosed with a condition about 20 years ago. And back in those days, Western medical just laughed at that condition. They, they, and now it's on WebMD. So, it just took a long time for them to recognize it's a thing. It's a real bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it, for me at the time, I, my nutritionist told me that it was the worst case that she had ever seen. Wow. And I can tell you that my entire system was breaking down little by little. So I couldn't keep any food in me. I had severe abdominal pain every day and had developed over a dozen conditions. So it was it was harrowing. <laughs> so, oh. um, so can... Dr. Christine, can you just tell listeners what is leaky gut syndrome? So essentially, the the uh, the main thing is is that I've seen this in practice. I've been a doctor for 15 years, been focusing on my digestive side for the last nine. And one mm-hmm. thing I know for sure is that people are talking about leaky gut all the time, or they're talking about candida all the time. I mean, these are the two buzzword things that patients come in and talk about. And a lot of people think, yeah. uh, a lot of people think that they're free of having leaky gut, that they may not ever get it. And I'm here to straighten everybody out that, that may be listening. We all have a leaky gut. Every single person listening has a leaky gut. It's just to what severity is it, okay? Oh, okay. So think of, think of if everyone just holds up their hand mm-hmm. where you're looking at your fingers. And if your fingers are all next to each other, where they're touching each finger next to it, mm-hmm. that would be uh, an example of a uh, properly defended gut, if you will, or, or an intestinal wall. Now mm-hmm. I want you to spread open your fingers where you're going to see gaps, right? Where your fingers are no longer touching the ones next to them. That's mm-hmm. an example of a leaky gut. And so what, what happens when you spread open those fingers? I'm kind of talking about the intestinal villi, if you will. When we, uh-huh. when we spread them open, these junctions are now exposed to have food particles pass through. And, mm-hmm. and so what you want is those tight junctions where in the first example, I had your fingers touching the, one next, the ones next to them. That's nice mm-hmm. and fortified. And it's a nice defense. Think of like a wall or a fortress. You want it to be nice and tight. You don't want mm-hmm. there to be holes. So right. leaky gut is really the concept of you're having inflammation, okay? You're having inflammation, mm-hmm. which is spreading open these, these walls, if you will. Uh, the villi mm-hmm. are, sp- are spreading open and these junctions are now breached, and so okay. undigested food particles are going to pass through there and land in places they don't belong. I kind of like to describe mm-hmm. undigested food as food dust, if you will. It's kind of like oh, landing or, or flocculating where it doesn't belong. And when it, mm-hmm. when it hits these places of our body, the tissues, muscles, whatever, it's going to cause an immune response. It's going to cause inflammation. It's going to cause energy deficiency. So leaky gut is very, very common. It's just how severe is it? And so what I work with in my practice is I, I work at finding where are they having a hard time digesting food? Um, that's mm-hmm. my core. And I know we were talking a little bit about um, what you were saying about the chemicals in our foods and things like that. So uh, <laughs> so anyways, the, the another thing that will cause the leaky gut would be eating foods that you can't properly digest. But also, like I was saying to my point, GMOs, hybridized foods, things like this, irritants in the air that we're breathing, um, chemtrails, things. Like, I mean, there's so many things that could irritate our gut lining. In fact, that's going to then irritate our entire body because in your gut is the immune system. So it's all interconnected. Yeah. And it's interesting you bring up too, most people don't associate what you breathe in as something that you're, you've got to put, your whole body has to process that. Exactly. So your liver, your, <laughs> your whole digestive system. So, um, and I mean, if you think too about the seriousness of when you've got undigested food particles crossing over into the bloodstream, I mean, I mean that's that's your waste, it should be your waste product. So 
isn't it kind of like saying the waste that should be leaving your body is getting into your body? Yeah, it's it's funny you bring that up. I mean, and that what you're really identifying, Dr. Meg, is the lymphatics. And for those listening, that think of the lymphatics as your waste mm-hmm. removing system, as your sewer system. And mm-hmm. this system is responsible for removing all the debris. And it has a lot to do with the liver, like you just said. Um, but I like to tell my patients, you're as healthy as, as these two things, digestively speaking. Mm-hmm. One, how well, how well you properly digest the food you're eating and convert them into nutrition. And mm-hmm. two, how effectively you remove waste. And so the second one is the reason why people come to see me, right? Because they're either having a loose right. stool complaint, a constipated complaint. Maybe they have swamped mm-hmm. ankles. These all trace back to what's happening with digestion the lymphatics, the immune system. And I really like to kind of call the lymphatics and the immune system the same thing because in a way they okay. really, they really are. I mean, they're, they're, they're your defense. And, and that's yeah. something that's not really talked about a lot. Like we're focusing a lot on all the different buzzwords, but it all goes back to how well you remove waste and how well you digest food. Wow. And I, I guess that's probably the, one of the most important uh, systems we have in our body, would you say? Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I, like, I have two loves, right? My first love is a doctor of chiropractic where we're talking about the nervous system. And then, and then mm-hmm. I'm now working with the digestive side of things, which the, the whole gut has a brain and nervous system as well called the enteric nervous system. So to mm-hmm. your right, like, which one's the most important? Hard to say, right? But clearly, uh, the interesting thing for me is as a chiropractor, you know, we're all about the nerves and, you know, the, the spine and things like that. But once uh-huh. I learned about the gut, you have more nerve cells in your gut, in your GI tract, to be specific, than you do in your brain and spinal cord. So that should lend wow. itself to how imperative the system is, the GI tract, at health. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they have called it, they have referred to it as the second brain, your exactly. your gut being the second brain. So, um, and it, it, you know, it, it feeds the, the, the first one, the one in your head, too. So, <laughs> It does. Uh, it's all one so connected to each other and they're so separate. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so much so like, like your, your GI tract can make a decision without even asking permission from the hypothalamus or the pituitary. It's pretty, it's pretty radical how uh, this system really does work. It's so complex. Wow. Amazing. And well, you, you're, you've been able to break it down into more simple terms for people to understand, like here is the seriousness of what is going on in your body. But the next question, I think the obvious question is, okay, so what do we do about it? Yeah. So, so people may also have heard of leaky gut called intestinal permeability. They can all be called a lot of the same things, but what people can really do about it. And I'm becoming uh, kind of known for my, my hashtag TPCSW, which stands for pork, peanuts, corn, soy, wheat is I tell mm-hmm. people, no matter what your condition, uh, whether you're constipated, have a leaky gut, have uh, candida, whatever the case, remove these five foods. And that's a great starting step. So what you could do is, is stop eating pork, stop eating peanuts, stop eating corn, stop eating soy, and stop eating wheat. And by the way, mm-hmm. I have to say, because this is a really common question in practice, and maybe people might laugh, but the truth is people are not aware that white flour is wheat flour. I just had a patient today who I said, stop eating wheat. And uh, and she's like, well, I'm not. I'm like, well, you're eating pita. I was looking at her, her food log. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that pita is, is, uh, is wheat. And she's like, no, it was a white pita. And it, yeah. it's, it's, it breaks your heart because this is a really educated woman, but not in this field right. per se. So she thinks that white is not wheat. And this is common. Yeah. She's not the first person to say. So, um, yeah, but yeah so avoiding pork. You do too. See, isn't it interesting? All the time. Yeah. People have no idea. They hear gluten and they don't even understand that gluten is wheat. Yeah. Or yeah. It's, it's the protein found in wheat, <laughs> barley, and rye, you know, so you have to break it down for people. Um, and it's true because, you know, they have whatever their area of expertise is in life and you and I have ours. 
So yeah, that's what we're there to do is help them through it, <laughs> hold their hands. It's true. It's really uh, hand-holding, isn't it? So I would, say, I would say to avoid those five belly busters, pork, peanuts, corn, soy, and wheat. I would also say take a digestive bitter 20 minutes before you eat. So what's a digestive bitter? Well, these are, these are herbs like wormwood, dandelion, gentian root. And they're usually found in tincture form, so they'll be liquid. And they are extremely bitter. They are not going to taste good. <laughs> they are not going to taste good at all. But you're going to take about a half a teaspoon up to a teaspoon of this 20 minutes before you eat. And what this does is that these herbs, which are usually in tincture form like alcohol solution, like I was saying, um, they're going to prime the digestive pump. So that's going to kick on and initiate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your feed and breed section of your nervous system, part of your autonomic nervous system. Whereas the, mm -hmm. uh, the fight or flight is going to be your sympathetic so this is going to kick in digestion. It's going to help your, your, your bile be ready to go. It's going to help your, your stomach acid start to get going, your saliva start to, to initiate. So that would be the next step is to take a digestive bitter. You can get them at your health food store. Um, okay. And then the third step would be to take two capsules of a digestive enzyme before you eat. And that's really my area of specialty is, is uh, enzyme nutrition. And mm -hmm. so these enzymes do two main things. They digest your food. And again, for people listening, foods are really six things, fats, mm -hmm. carbs, proteins, vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. So that would be the six of the, five, of the uh, food groups is enzymes. And they are not probiotics. People often confuse them. I don't know if you get that a lot too, Dr. Meg, but that's common. People think, yeah. yeah. So no, probiotics are not enzymes. They're bacteria. They're different. Um, and so mm -hmm. taking these digestive enzymes before you eat, what that's going to do is one hour after you've taken them and after you've eaten, your food is up to 80% pre-digested before it even leaves the, the stomach to go into the duodenum or the part of the small intestine. So that means okay. that there's a lot more energy available to the body to heal and do all kinds of good stuff versus digesting that mess. So let me back okay. up a bit and say, why do we need digestive enzymes? Because we're yes. eating foods that have been processed, packaged, canned, pouched, heated. If you mm -hmm. heat anything above 118 degrees Fahrenheit, that's going to now kill the enzymes in that food. And now your metabolic or healing enzymes in your body are going to switch from healing you to digesting that food. And your body can only do that for so long before symptoms start to result. Okay, I see. Um, and and two, it's, it sounds like uh, we're not producing enough digestive enzymes to break down our own food. So we need just, we need outside help. Yeah, we do. And so there are so many people that, that um, are making low stomach acid, and yet their doctors are telling them, you know what, you need to be on this proton pump inhibitor, this Nexium, this Prilosec, what have you, because you're making too much acid. That is physiologically impossible. They're just getting that, the doctor is, because the pharmaceutical rep said that. And so they're saying something that's just um, not at all the case. The reverse is true, which is they may be getting heartburn or something like that because they're not making enough stomach acid, but secondly, that they're not properly digesting protein. And so there's a lot of factors into um, your stomach acid creation in, in, your, in your body. Like we think of the stomach at any mm -hmm. given time. We kind of think of it like, at least I did anyways, before I was, you know, got into this work, I kind of thought of the stomach as this cauldron of acid. At any given time, it's acidic, in there, right? And it's right. just ready to go at all times. But that's not mm -hmm. the case. When, you're, when your stomach is empty, when you haven't eaten, your stomach is like an, a flat envelope. It's only, and there's no acid in there at all. It's only once there is food that drops in there, that pressure of that food landing, there's a signal from the hypothalamus down to the stomach and things are started to be produced to create hydrochloric acid and things like that. So it's really amazing um, the process of the human body that it knows when to release acid. And then when there's enough, it shuts it off. It no longer throws in the hydrogen and chloride ions from the blood and it just stops. So it's impossible to make too much stomach acid. So Wow. 
So that's something. <laughs> so that's, that would be like my fourth thing, Dr. Megas, to your listeners is, you know, yeah. just read, just read about the human body. And um, even though you may go to your doctor, may have a great relationship, which is, which is nice, still educate yourself before you even go about what you're going to be discussing, because there's so mm-hmm. much power in knowledge and, and there's mm-hmm. so much power in asking the right questions to your doctor and even saying, why do you want to put me on this medication? Tell me what are the side effects? Mm-hmm. Like really take that doctor to task because right. these medicines are not nutritive. They're not going to heal the body. They're, right. they're only going to cover up symptoms and they're going to rob Peter to pay Paul. Now, I'm not saying anyone listening that's out there to stop your meds. I'm not. But, right. but what I am saying is food is really the medicine and, yes. and food is what our body is made from. And so if mm-hmm. this is what our body is made from, fats, carbs, proteins, mm-hmm. vitamins, minerals, and enzymes. How about we give that back to the body in the right way and watch the great things that do happen because that's all the body does need. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with me when I went through my whole leaky gut syndrome situation 20 years ago. And, and that's one of the first things my nutritionist did. She did put me on digestive enzymes. Um, and I just couldn't even believe how much they helped right. everything, you know, and it took a long time for me to heal the gut and uh, went through quite a journey on it. But, um, but once I changed my diet, I mean, within a week, I was a different person. Just that fast. Elim- Isn't that great? That fast. I mean, with I was eliminating like I had never in my life, you know, before it was always I was either constipated for weeks. I mean, it would be horrible. Yeah. Or I had diarrhea. It was, it was just one or the other. Mm-hmm. So it was irritable bowel syndrome was the other one of the other diagnoses. There's just, you know, so many that they the doctors were just piling on. Mm-hmm. more diagnoses and more medications and I wasn't getting well mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I got into food that I did. So, um, in your practice though, uh, how long do you, does it take? Do you see a, a difference in your patients? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I tell them to give me two weeks of working with me with, with the products that I, that I, first I test them and I find out what their body is lacking nutritionally. And then I'll have like four products I'll give them. I don't give more than that. Maybe on rare event, if I have somebody that's, that's dealing with chemotherapy and they're going through some cancer treatments to help support what's happening there. Um, but I tell them, give me at least two weeks before you judge me. <laughs> and they usually laugh at that. But it, but then I yeah. say to them, 90% of the time, I expect you to see these favorable changes in those first two weeks. Many times it's within the first week, much like what you, what you said, but yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's a two person approach here. It's me. It's, 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 am I doing what I need to do and finding out what mm-hmm. they need effectively? And two, and more importantly than me is, are they going to be doing the work by following the diet that I have them on? I give them a specific, there's one of three diets that they would test into. And I say, you don't have to follow this diet perfectly, but if you can give me 80% commitment here or better, that's all I ask. Meaning you can cheat about 20% of the time. And that just really disarms them because nobody wants to be on a super, super, super strict diet where they don't feel like they can do anything. Right. Um, but right. even with that cheese, yeah, so um, you know, they, they, they still come around within those two weeks. I fully expect that. But like I said, most times it's within the week. And that's my favorite part is seeing their eyes change, like seeing them come back to life. Like just yes. seeing the lights turn on. And I wish I could have seen that with you when you said it was in a week. That's, that's dramatic. Yeah. How many years ago was that for you that this leaky gut you had? Uh, it was 18 years ago that I was finally diagnosed. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was in my twenties yeah. at the time. I was like 26, 27. And, uh, I, uh, um, I was so sick. I just couldn't even believe I'm, I'm so much healthier now and happier and have more energy than I did back then. So like you, know? you were diagnosed before they were even calling it leaky gut, right? 
Um, yeah, well, before Western Medical, but I had a, a, a very advanced holistic nutritionist who really knew what she was doing, mm-hmm. who also had a Western Medical background. So she had the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she knew what pharmaceutical drugs were doing to the body on top of what enzymes and food would be doing to heal it. So um, so yeah, so she got me, she got me headed in the right direction. So, and it, it, it helped. Now I do have a question about that too. One of the things that she told me to eliminate at that time, um, that helped me significantly were dairy products. Where do you stand on that? On dairy products? Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's not my, in my five belly busters, but it's number six. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So yeah. So I think that it's very important that if people are going to still consume dairy, that they're making sure that it's organic. I mean, at the bare minimum, because listen, otherwise you're going to be consuming that cow's hormones, growth hormones, antibiotics, all kinds of nastiness. Why, why would pesticides, you pesticides, uh, all that the cow is consuming GMO? Yes. <laughs> you are in turn eating and you, and you, and it's just something that you don't want to have all the time if you are going to have it. Um, and then also if you are going to have dairy and it is organic, I also recommend 2% or higher fat. So like, don't think this is a really big point here. Do not mm-hmm. think that you're getting calcium from your dairy. You're not. This is a very yeah. uh, effective marketing campaign by the dairy associations. And they did a really good they job, did. didn't they? Masterful. The milk mustache. Masterful. And... Yes. Yes. Yeah. And having the celebrities with the milk mustache. I mean, yeah. all of it. So, so yeah, you're actually losing calcium when you take a product that's high uh, in phosphorus as dairy and meat products are. So the, the reason why I say 2% or full fat dairy, if you're going to have it is because it's a good source of fat and protein. And that's the only reason why I would say dairy is good at all. I mean, we are the only uh, mammal drinking another mammal's milk. Like I like to say, you wouldn't see a porcupine sucking on a hippo's nipple. You just wouldn't see that in nature or very common, right? But similar to what I say, but I like the way you say it better. It's much much more impactful. Yeah, much much more graphic, right? A porcupine sucking on a hippo's nipple. Go ahead and everybody think about that right now. Yeah, that's oh, a good one. Uh, but with the advent of the internet and Facebook, I had video of, I think it were kittens. Uh, a dog was like mothering, uh, nursing kittens or a pig was. So I've, I've seen something, but that's just crazy, not typical. <laughs> right, um, right. It is very typical well, for it, us to be drinking cow's milk all the time. Cow's milk, cow's milk, cow's milk. And dairy, dairy is very phlegm producing. It causes a lot of phlegm and a lot of problems with the sinuses. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I know when I worked with my oriental medical doctor uh, through an autoimmune condition, he uh, he said that there's such high load of bacteria in dairy products um, that uh, if you already have these bacteria in your system that are creating the problems, it just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was saying, you know, just to reduce the bacterial load that you're putting into your body. Mm. And one of the ways he suggested doing that was eliminating the dairy products. So, and I know for me, it's, I'm allergic to casein and, you know, the dairy. Yeah. Uh, and lactose intolerant on top of that. So it's just sort of like, why would I do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I wanted to say something really quickly about the, you know, when you see a, a, a kitten nursing another species, um, they're also babies, mm-hmm. you know? You know, and, and I always say cow's milk, cow's milk is for baby cows mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, even a cow isn't, is only going to drink the milk for the first six months of its life in order to get its immunities and, the, and its, di- its digestive system <laughs> in order, yeah. you know, 
It's so funny. The natural world knows so much better than we do what, what to do. Yes. So very good point. So I need to, I need to reformulate my, my little phrase there. So you wouldn't see a grown porcupine sucking on a hippo's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. They are still babies and you do not see grown cows still suckling. You don't see it, nor do you see grown humans suckling still, unless that's some other kind of story. But <laughs> <laughs> I live in Hollywood. You never know what you're going to see here. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. As do I. Sorry. I took you there. <laughs> I could do that. I'm known to do that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It makes it more fun. You know, we're really talking about some serious stuff here. I mean, people, there's so much resistance to uh, change, yeah. you know, and I get it. I, I was devastated when I was told I no gluten, no dairy, no, no soy, no peanuts, no corn, no alcohol, no caffeine. Like, yeah. you know, but that was at the outset. Mm-hmm. And I was able to reintroduce many of those things back in, and a lot of things I just I just don't want them anymore. Yeah, you, you've you've become accustomed to how good you feel, and and your taste buds have changed, your desires have changed. Everything is different when you eat the right way. And there are a lot of patients that I do pull dairy out of, and those are more my more extreme. Or if they're not coming along as I like them to, then I'm like, guess what? Sorry to tell you, but that's got to go. But even <laughs> even then, they it's hard for a lot of people to even follow through with it, and it just has to become. How much do you value your health? Because I can't care, care more about your health than you do. You have to care more about your health. And there's, unfortunately, I'm sure you've seen this a lot too, Dr. Mann, that there's a lot of people who, they just can't pull that trigger yet to put themselves first. Um, mm-hmm. like they have all these other cravings and desires and addictions, and it, it's really, really hard. And um, the, the more frenetic our society becomes, I think that this is getting worse. Like people are, yeah. they're not eating, they're not making a scheduled time to eat. They're just eating when they think of it. And um, I know that I've been guilty of this this as well, where I'm eating when I think of it because I'm so busy working and trying to do all Mm -hmm. these things. But we really need to schedule that into our day, just like anything else, and take the time to prepare our food, to do the right shopping, and just setting ourselves up to win. And if we can't do that, then either hire somebody else to do it or whatever the case is. But there's got to be better strategies because, um, you know, you are your biggest asset and you have to take care of of your body. Absolutely. And that's what I always tell people too, is if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You know, it's like, and, and I think food is the baseline for every single thing you do in your life. It's just sort of, it's the basic thing. And then the more you nourish you with that, the better you are at operating in every area of your life. So completely a huge difference. Yes. So, um, okay. So we talked about the foods that exacerbate the condition. What about foods that support leaky gut syndrome? So the foods that are going to support are going to be absolutely plant-based. So things like kale, like coconut oil, like uh, avocados. I mean, I am an avocado hoarder. I can't get enough. I just think that <laughs> Me it's too. perfect food. <laughs> I mean, I would make my interior of my car avocado guacamole and just eat it. As <laughs> I would make I would make raw cacao pudding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to try that. I want I want to get that recipe. Um, but but speaking of cacao, that's another one. Um, just just. Looking back to nature and seeing its beauty, I mean, foods like blueberries or bananas, I mean, any any food is going to be healing of, of the gut. But specifically, you have herbs like slippery elm or, yeah, slippery elm or marshmallow root. These are very good at healing the mucosal lining. So uh, okra would be another great one that's uh, really mucus forming. Um, but but pr- primarily the ones that I use herbs-wise are going to be marshmallow root and slippery elm. And understanding that you have you know, your whole GI tract is pretty much lined with mucus and that's necessary. You need to have it there. And so calming down this inflammation is important to eat foods that aren't anti or that, that aren't inflammatory. You want foods that are 
anti-inflammatory. So things that are real plant-based, not cooked, raw if you can, or lightly cooked. But if you're going to do this, another food we can't forget are the enzymes because they are indeed foods as well. So taking two capsules of your enzyme, digestive enzyme before you eat is also going to be healing to a leaky gut. Avoiding the foods that, um, you know, are genetically modified or hybridized, things like this, sprayed with pesticide glyphosate. You got to be mindful of this kind of thing. So those listening, please, I, I beg of you, stop buying Roundup and spraying it around your home. You're, you know, it's killing the bees. It's definitely ruining uh, the environment. And it's something that people aren't even aware. They, they just think that they're killing a weed, but they don't realize in, in effect that that's spreading and killing bees and all these other things. And it's scary. Yeah. And then the World Health Organization finally, after all these years of Roundup use, finally said just recently that, oh, yeah, glyphosate is a carcinogen. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we've known this the natural yes. health communities for a very long time. And we've been suggesting that avoiding that. I get that question a lot from people, you know, is organic really better for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much rhetoric in the the. Um, the general public that says the opposite, you know, like, oh, no, it's not really. It's just, you know, it's just a fad. It's just a thing. It's, you know, it's like I grew up on organic produce myself because my mom was, she's a scientist. And she read Rachel Carson's book in 1964, uh, Silent Spring. And that she predicted the future that we are in right now. Um, People dying of cancers on the mass levels that they are, and it's just going to continue getting worse. They, they're uh, saying that by 2050, it's going to triple the rate of people with cancer um, from all of the environmental toxins and the toxins we're spraying on our food and in our environment and how it's just breaking us all down. So um, so anyway, my mom was like, you know, we have this little quarter acre lot in the city and she just farmed the whole thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love her. How amazing to have her as your mother. Good for you. She was awesome. Yeah, she was such a great influence. And she was just like, we're not using bug spray. We're not, you know, if there's bugs to be killed, we're not having, you know, you know, we had one infestation and she did call a pesticide person in once. But, you know, uh-huh. so it's just sort of like we, we live with the environment. We have organic ways that we work with it. So I think I love so that. many don't they just don't understand they just don't know they just and that's why we're here yeah (laughs) it's true i mean you really can gauge a uh the the health uh and the efficiency of of an environmental area if you see dragonflies if you see fireflies if you see praying mantises i mean if you see ladybugs and 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 bees if if you don't see these important creatures that's not good you know i mean that's just really not good so um (laughs) welcome to los angeles (laughs) yeah i mean like i live in the country and i I chose to live there because i lived in new hampshire after i graduated chiropractic school back in um i graduated chiropractic school like december 12th and i was uh living there like december 27th so it was like quick and then like the next couple days i turned 30 so there's a lot, lot happening in my life but my point is i lived in new hampshire for five years and it's because of that beautiful area of the world that I'm like, you know what, when I, whenever I move next, if I happen to move back home to Michigan, I'm going to make sure that I live in the country because it was just, it just got me in tune with nature for the first time. And so when I moved back home, I purposely went out an hour from where I grew up and that's where I live now. And I love it. And I see fireflies at night all the time. I have frogs. I have a pond in my front yard. I have frogs, the crickets. I just, you know, you just have to pay attention. My neighbors have bees and chickens and all that. And, and that's where, I'm so impressed with, with people who raise their own chickens or who have their own bees or who have their own little garden, even if it's just in their windowsill. 
anybody listening, yeah. any of you people who have these things, I love you because <laughs> you are contributing to taking your health back. Those that want to do that, go do it. It can be something so small as a little planter in your window. Um, mm-hmm. But the power of herbs and food, this is what's going to heal the, the leaky gut. It's, it's looking at food and thinking, what's best, an apple or apple juice that's been refined, pasteurized, this kind of thing? Clearly the apple. You want to eat the whole thing. I mean, you want the fiber. You want what's underneath right. the peel. You want all of that. And so I think it's just a matter of what can heal, what are things that people can do to heal their leaky gut. It's just basic common sense things and like just being comparative into what you're going to eat. Make better decisions. Mm-hmm. If you're going to cheat, make that uh, something that is absolutely something that you've earned, you know? Yeah. And then maybe when you start doing something really good for yourself, instead of wanting to quote unquote cheat, you're going to treat yourself by doing something even better like having wheatgrass or having a kale salad. Like why do we always think of cheating as having the bad things, Right. I know. <laughs> having cheating as maybe making yourself something super healthy like you wouldn't normally do or something that takes a lot more of your time. So yeah, or buying yourself that, something. One of, one of the things I noticed for myself was creating new comfort foods. Mm-hmm. Like it became more comfortable and comforting for me to have have a carrot juice, which I, I don't do juices anymore because of the high sugar load right. and not the lack of fiber. I was going to ask you, what's your... Uh, What's your stance on that, on, on juicing? So I've, I've definitely reformed my, my stance on this. I used to think that it was okay to have fruits with your, with your vegetable juice and juice them, but clearly the more I've learned and, and the more I've watched some of my colleagues like you and uh, uh, others um, on Periscope, which is just amazing, um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely uh, agree with you. I think that if we're going to juice, it should be very little, if any, fruit. Um, I just made a juice this morning. Um, which was cilantro, cucumber, and uh, celery from my, my, my great dear friend, uh, Linny. And uh, mm-hmm. she, this is something that she makes every single day for her and her husband. Every single day she makes a, a green smoothie. I mean, this girl is on track, you know, on track. Uh-huh. Because she, like you, had dealt with a lot of uh, health challenges, and she, on her own, mm-hmm. took her health back. So I think that um, we, we, we automatically think that if we're going to juice an apple, we're doing something good for ourselves. If we juice it, uh, you know, whatever it is on our own, but we're not really paying mm-hmm. attention to that spike in the blood sugar. And so, yes. so this is something that I've changed my, my, uh, my thoughts about as well. I, I definitely am for people juicing things that are green. So yeah, a, a cucumber is considered a fruit because it has seeds, but still you get my point that it's still green. Um, it's not going to spike your blood sugar and it tastes delicious when you add spices to it, whether it's turmeric or a little black pepper. I mean, there's so many things we could do to, um, to start to enjoy eating this way because for a lot yeah. for a lot of people they would try this and they would hate it. Like I I gave my mom a sip today of what I'm drinking, which has got uh-huh. jalapenos and cilantro and lettuce and Oh my god, it's all so good. Yeah, it, it's amazing. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she was all mad. She came back and she had two, not just one, but two peppermints in her mouth. And I'm like <sighs> I'm like, Mom, seriously, really? And she's like, That's terrible. And so my my point is is, you know, my mom doesn't usually eat this way. So it's it's something that that that's not going to be natural for everybody, but you have to give it time right. because your body is so used to eating such processed junk that right. you got to sweat this junk out of you. You got to start introducing this stuff into your world and you will eventually love it and actually crave it. Just like you said, you don't want that stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I always tell, tell talk about how it's a palate adjustment. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, I love that term. You know? Yeah. And once your palate does adjust to real food, Oh my gosh. And, and I, I can say this because I was a junk food junkie, even though my mom was, you know, Miss, Mrs. Organic, actually Dr. Organic. Uh, my father was a junk food junkie. I mean, he just had so, he was always bringing in the pastries and the donuts and, you know, had, we were putting sugar on our cereal. I mean, it was insane. So I had like both sides of it all. Wow. So yeah. So not to suggest that I, 
we I had the sunny life of all organic food as a child and still got sick because that's not what happens. <laughs> I, I got to ask you, how did, how did your mom deal with that with your with her, her husband, your dad? How did she handle him when he'd come home? So oh, he, he's a hard man to handle. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she also, uh, I, I think, you know, she wasn't as aware of the, the nutritional aspects and what sugar does to the body. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people were aware back, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. uh, about those things. You know, it's, it's a much more uh, well-known today. But even even today, you know, I mean, just the amount of sugar that people are consuming is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So. I so agree with that. Yeah, it's so, so true. So anyway, um, yeah, so I had both those worlds, and that's that's what led the, to the demise. I did a lot of junk food. <laughs> what was your favorite thing when you when you were a junk food? Oh, this is horrible. Oh, my God. Do you God. want to admit it or is this bad? It's like, this, this is a big confession. No, but no, I love admitting this because this like lets people know that I'm not just like this perfect. All I do is eat green food all the time. Right. <laughs> but um, I, when I was in college, this is my, I feel like true confessions. Of... <laughs> Spill it, Dr. Meg. Spill it. <laughs> uh, when I was in college, uh, um, I used to go to 7-Eleven. <laughs> And I would get, I am not kidding, chili dogs with cheese. It's so funny because you're telling this story and like I could, your voice is quieter, like you're backing away from the computer, <laughs> like you're trying to slink out of the room. You can't do it. You're, you're in. We're all listening. <laughs> and what else? Did you get a Slurpee with that? Uh, well, sometimes that wasn't, I would have a Coke. I okay. love Coke. Uh-huh. I drink a lot of Coke. Um, but yeah, the chili dog with cheese, that was a go-to food. It was cheap. It tasted really good to me. Um, I didn't pay attention really to the fact that I felt like crap after I ate it Uh until I got so sick that I I had to pay attention. I think that's what a lot of people end up doing, but yeah, that was, that was one of my, that and McDonald's. I ate a lot of McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really common. A a lot of people listening, uh, you know, those are weaknesses for all of us or have been at some time. So, so Yeah. What about, uh, what about candy? Did you like candy a lot? Uh, chocolate. Yeah. yeah. The Snickers bars or almond joys. Um, almond joys, I think was, or mounds were my favorite, the coconut and chocolate thing. Do you have a, um, do you have a version of a, of an almond joy that you've created? Um, I do have a, um, a, a uh, coconut cacao candy that I've created. I that's... somehow knew this. I somehow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a great question too, because that's, also demonstrating there are alternatives that are healthy that still taste amazing uh-huh. that make you feel good on the other side That's of it. That's right. Yeah. So. Well, thanks for your yeah, confession. Also- you did a good job. Uh, we, we all still love you, and uh, we love you even more. <laughs> so thanks for telling us about your chili dog uh, saga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty fine. Thanks. Um, okay, so uh, leaky gut syndrome. Are there any uh, things that you would like to leave the audience with? Just like what we were saying before, which is, you know, just evaluate things. Does it make sense? You know, I mean, does it make sense if there's some powder you sprinkle over your food and it's going to make you lose weight? I mean, no, that does not make sense. You know, like just just people just taking back common sense approach to a common sense approach to this or this, you know what I mean? Like, would would I rather have this or that? And, and just being your own warrior for your own health. I mean, um, there's a lot of labels that are given to people. People think that if they have uh, leaky gut or if they have IBS, or if they have Crohn's, that they have it forever. Pe- people don't, people really underestimate the power, the true, amazing 
power of the human body. So that's, yeah. that's what I would really leave people with is to just really embrace the fact that your body is doing so many things right now without you even having to think about it. And it constantly wants to heal. And it does. Uh, and so giving your body that ability to recover and to heal is really up to what you're putting in your mouth, what you're thinking about in your head. I mean, your, your thoughts have a lot to do with mm. your gut, like we were talking about before, and we just touched on it. But it's so true. If you're eating even when you're stressed or angry, upset, that's going to impact digestive, digestion in a negative way. So there are, yes. there are a lot of things I could leave people with, but it would mainly be just be smart. And that's why my podcast is called Smart Digestion. It's just be smart about what your choices are. And if you're going to like make a misstep here or there, that's okay. We all do. Just get right back. You know, it's how fast you get back from your misstep back onto, onto the right track. That's what's mm -hmm. really important. It's not that are you going to make a mistake because we all are. We, continue, we will continually do that. It's mm -hmm. how, how quickly you're going to get back and how, how much do you value your, yourself, your, your body, your brain, your heart, all of these things. It's, it's up to you. You have to care about your body more than anybody else. And so that's what I would really say. Absolutely. That's beautifully put and truth. Hashtag truth. <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag truth. I love it. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This is fantastic information and I know the listeners are going to love it. So Thank you, Dr. Meg. It's so great to talk to your listeners. It's so great to talk to you. I have, I've enjoyed watching you on Periscope. So it's, it's nice to finally, I don't know why we took so long. It's my fault. I know you reached out to me earlier. So I'm glad we finally uh, got this done. So thank you for, uh, for having yeah. me on. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And if you have a chronic illness like diabetes, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, or cancer, or maybe you have some sort of persistent symptom like migraine headaches or skin rashes that just won't go away, if you have any of those, I would love to work with you to help you get well soon. So just find me on Facebook, message me, join my private wellness community, also called Get Well Soon. It's on Facebook. Um, so you can just find me at uh, meghayworth.com where all that information is there. It's M-A-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H.com. If you put a Y in Hayworth, that's fine. It'll take you <laughs> to the same place. <laughs> so, and just please take a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes um, about the show. And for anyone that leaves a review this month, you will be entered into a drawing for a free 20-minute Get Well Soon session, plus a downloadable copy of my acclaimed cookbook, Done With Dairy, Giving Up Gluten, 14 Days to a Delicious and Healthy You. So please just take a minute or two and help get the message out of today's show. Spread the word of Dr. Christine Kazmar's work to the world. Um, watch her Periscopes. They're fantastic. Um, check her out on the web. Um, can you give your websites? Yeah, my, my website is thedigestiondoctor.com. And if you, if you want to get involved with our online community, you could check out the link bit.ly forward slash Perry group. That's my online group called Healthy Surrender that I've co-founded with my friend Lenny Wennerstrom. And so that's bit.ly forward slash Perry group that'll take you into that group. Okay, great. Perry group. Awesome. Um, and then, oh, the other thing I wanted listeners to hear too is uh, you've got a test, a digestion test. I do. That they can get. Yes. Thanks, Dr. Meg. Uh, if, if anybody, it can be anywhere in the world. I just sent one out to the UK, uh, to Great Britain. I have earlier sent one out to Saudi Arabia, but uh, it's a, it's a unique digestive uh, stress scope test kit. It's what I call it. Scopetestkit.com. Scope for Periscope. It's not a scope that I do on you. Um, but anyways, it's a very unique uh, digestive urine 
collection that you would do that's analyzed a very specific way for 14 different digestive stresses, things like fat, carb, protein deficiency, if you have something that's uh, called indicant, which is a bowel toxin, if you have yeast, if you have a lot of other things it's checking for. And they could check more about that by going to scopetestkit.com. Okay, great. Excellent. All right. Scopetestkit.com. All right. So thank you so much for that. Um, And again, thank you listeners for listening. And remember that food can kill you or food can heal you. The choice is up to you. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth. Thank you so much for listening. I truly hope that this podcast will help you get well soon. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list, get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes, and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.